Um, if you could join me for the scripture passage, it's in Philippians 4, 5b through 7. It's also going to be up on the board or on your bulletin. Philippians 4, 5b through 7. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Please pray with me. Jesus, we love you this morning. We thank you for this time to be back together to worship to be in your word. Pray that your spirit would be present and that during this time we would be connected to you. We'd be listening to your words. Pray that you'd bless Brian as he speaks. And Jesus, please quiet our hearts. Protect us from from worry and fear. Just help us to dwell in you. Jesus, we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, good morning, everyone. This morning, I want to talk to you about God's solutions to our private problems. And one of the private problems that um, is least talked about, or one of the things that's most commonly that people struggle with, is the idea or the topic of anxiety. And anxiety uh, really has a role in, in, in so many people's lives and um, it, it impacts just about everyone. And I came across a couple just interesting articles. And, um, and one of them was targeted at those of you who uh, are in your 20s. And the article was entitled, The Resilience of the Millennials Underrated. And here's what this author said. And see if this is true or not. I don't know. It says this. Uh, Journalists and commentators love ragging on us, referring to the millennials. They say we are ill-prepared to deal with life's challenges, and, and that, as a result, we have higher rates of mental health issues like depression and anxiety. One book was written, and here's a catchy title for you about this topic, called Generation Me, Why Today's Young Americans Are More Confident, Assertive, Entitled, and More Miserable Than Ever. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in your 20s, doesn't matter if you're in your 30s, your 40s, doesn't matter what age you are, but the topic of anxiety, the, the issue of stress, uh, has a tremendous impact. And it's something that is often dealt with in a very private way. In fact, we all know people, if, if you are not struggling with anxiety, we all know people that, that struggle with anxiety. And, and often it's, it's lifelong. And so this morning, I want to talk about what does God's Word say about this. And um, if, we can't, if we can't talk about our private problems at, here at church as we gather together, if we can't look at God's Word and say, what does God's Word really say about these issues that we, we either are really honestly struggling with or we know people that do, then, then we're, we're kind of without hope. We need something substantive. We need truth of God's Word. We need something beyond just human uh, help. And there are all kinds of attempts for human help. In fact, I came across this one article where they are looking at nervous chickens trying to identify genes 
within nervous chickens to help humans deal with anxiety and mental illness. There are endless studies, and here's just one brief one. This is a study at USC, and they said that anxiety has a high likelihood of leading to dementia, a higher risk of dementia, um, endless health issues, and there are all kinds of causes. I, I, money, relationships, um, body image, just on and on and on. We can, I'm, I'm not going to list this morning all the different causes, but if we just think for just a moment and reflect on our own life for just a moment about things that cause anxiety and how much power uh, anxiety has, it, hopefully it will cause us to look at God's Word. And so uh, this morning we will look at this at just these short few verses. This is from Philippians chapter 4. And we'll begin with this assertion that Paul makes. He says this, the Lord is at hand. The, the Lord is at hand. And he, there's, there's kind of a double meaning here. Number one is this, is that believers are looking forward to, to one day Jesus Christ will return. That's what Paul is talking about. But he's also talking about something else. That right now in your life, that God's presence is there. That, that the presence of God is a part of your life. Whatever you're going through, wherever you're at in your life, whatever challenges you're facing, Paul says this, that the Lord is at hand, that His presence is a part of your life. And then, and let me read this. Joel read it this morning. Let me read it. It's short, and we'll identify some really important truths here. Verse 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's one really key word here, and I hope you have your Bible this morning and invite you to keep it there and follow along. It is, I will tell you this, that it is always, always worth it. Whatever church you go to, whoever's speaking up here, to have your Bible or the handout in front of you and to make sure that they are following God's Word. Because no man is without flaws. And it's your job to be like, hey, no, you're wrong. It actually, the Bible says this. So we need to, together as a church family, study God's Word. And so there's a really important word. There's a really key word. And it's a very simple word. It's a conjunction. And it's the word and. Alright? So all those, those three verses, we're going to focus on this one word called and. If you remember back in grammar days, it's a conjunction. Here's a better way to think of it this morning. Think of the word and as a bridge. Okay? On one side is this, is anxiety, is stress, is a hassled life. On the other side, verse 7, is the peace of God. And so that's what we're going to look at this morning. Number one, on one side, is this, stress, anxiety. And Paul says this, get the anxiety out of your life. Don't be anxious about anything. And here's what the word means. The word means to be of a divided mind. A divided mind. And think about that for a second. How often we want everything in life. We want it all. We want to be fit. We want to be healthy. We want good relationships. We want great kids. We want a great career. We want everything. And think about, is that possible, a possible link in your life to anxiety? The unrealistic expectation, you deserve it all. 
now, on your time schedule. Paul says this, don't be hassled by life. If you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 10 for just a moment, and we'll look at the story of how Jesus helps us deal with anxiety. Luke chapter 10, it's a great story, and it will help us better understand anxiety from the words of Jesus. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 says this. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into the house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Tell her then, help me. But the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now this is really easy to picture. If you, uh, if you have a family or you're hosting somebody and there's work to be done, and some of you are like this, like you want to get all the work done. You've got to clean the dishes, you've got to get everything prepared, right, and get it all done. Stress, worry. And then even to see this, that somebody else is sitting there. They're not helping you at all. They're just sitting, right? You can just see the frustration rising. Okay? If, you're those, if you're one of those people that you're very responsible and you want to make sure the job is done right and you want to make sure the house is just right, can you imagine leaning back, feet up, enjoying uh, something else while you're doing all the work? That's what's happening. And Martha's like, Jesus, fix my sister, right? And Jesus says, you know what, Martha? No, you, you've got it wrong. You have misplaced priorities. Her priorities were not wrong things. Cleaning the house is not wrong, but it's wrong time, wrong place. Jesus, Jesus teaches us that wrong priorities lead to anxiety. We can think about that for a second in your life. Do you have misplaced priorities in your life that are leading to anxiety, that are leading to stress, that are leading to worry, that are leading towards a hassled life? Many, many, many people. In fact, it's close to 20%, close to almost 50 million people, 40 to 50 million people in the United States struggle with severe anxiety. People isolate themselves. People withdraw from relationships. People want to withdraw from what's real. And Jesus says, make sure our priorities are right. And, and Mary is sitting here enjoying, enjoying Jesus, enjoying a quiet evening with her Lord. And Jesus says to enjoy, to make sure our priorities are right, not to let things get out of control. And so Jesus and Paul warn us about anxiety. About that's one side of it. That's, that's one way of living your life. A hassle life, a stress life. But Paul says this, that we can cross over. And here's that word. That's one place to live. The bridge is this. It's that key word and. 
And on the other side, the crossing over side, is that you can receive the peace of God into your life. And Paul is inviting us to cross over. There is a way for you to live where there is the peace of God. It's a unique type of peace, Paul says this, in that it passes all understanding. That there is a peace available to us all that passes human understanding. And what he's saying here is this, is that there is a supernatural ability to live with peace in your life. That there is a supernatural God-given way that God will give you ballast in your life. That he will give you calmness in your life. That life doesn't have to be hassled, hassle, stress, anxiety. And it only can come from God. That's what Paul says. It's not a personality type. It's not ignoring reality. It's a peace that comes from God. The word here in Greek is a very common word called eirene. And here's what, let me just give you its range of meaning. It's, it's, a, it's somewhat of a simple word, but here's what it means. Freedom from disputes, freedom from the hassles of life, to live in peace, to keep, lead, keep the peace. Freedom from worry has the idea of rest, of security. It has its connection to the Hebrew word shalom, which means wholeness. Completeness has the idea of even prosperity. Think about it this way. One uh, theologian I read this week said this, that peace is the confident trust in God's wise control of your life. Peace is the confident trust in God's wise control of your life. Peace is safety. It's security. It's found only in the presence of God. Psalms 91 says this, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Numbers chapter 6, you've probably heard of this. The Lord bless you. This is Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace. In the words of Jesus, he says, don't worry about today. Today has enough things. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what's going on. But Jesus will take care of you. The Apostle Peter says this, cast all of your anxiety upon him because he cares for you. And what happens is we get so stuck on the anxiety side of life, the stress side of life. And we have to think about the priorities of our life and how fear and control and so many things can so easily capture us. Peace is the supernatural trust in God's wise control of your life. What does this peace do? Look what Paul says. Here's what the peace does. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. And the word guard here is a very interesting word. It's a military word. It's actually the idea of a garrison, that there are soldiers. You have to think of it as almost like a little village or a town or something. And it's literally the idea of there are soldiers on the perimeter that are there keeping you safe. It's an active force of protection for your heart and your mind. It's a platoon of soldiers that are there. And that's what Paul is saying, that this peace, the peace that is from God, here's what it will do for your life. It will guard your heart. 
And the heart here is the idea, that's the center of who you are. It will guard your mind. It has a tremendous impact on how you live your life. In fact, when we think about this, and we think about the world that we live in, and how common it, it is that people struggle with anxiety. And it is one of the most effective ways that for those of us who are followers of Jesus Christ to show the world that there's a different way to live, right? It's one of those things that it's like this. When we say that, the, that people struggle with anxiety, it's more than you know. So we can say this. Here's the truth. People struggle with anxiety even more than you know, even more than we want to talk about, even more than we want to let on. That's why in the beginning I said God wants to deal with our private problems, the things we don't want to talk about, the hidden parts that are embarrassing, that we have so much stress and so much anxiety in our lives. And what an opportunity, what a testimony, what a way to show that Jesus Christ actually is alive and changes the way we live to people who struggle with anxiety. This is the reality that God has control of our lives. And we have to ask ourselves this morning, as followers of Christ, are you trusting in God's wise control over your life? Are you experiencing His peace? Are you stuck on the one side of anxiety? Can we move over to the side of God's peace? Thankfully, he gives us some help on how, okay? One side is anxiety. The opportunity is God's peace for us. So how do we enter into God's peace? How do we cross over? Look at the last part of verse 6. It says this. I'll start at the beginning of verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. Here's how we cross over. But in everything, in prayer, in supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. How do we cross over? We talk to God. It's as simple as that, that a part of our life is prayer. Here's some really easy things to think about this. Prayer is this. Prayer means you're just simply talking to God. Have yourself a little chat with Jesus Christ and talk to Him and look up. Go do it in the darkness and go stand outside and look at the stars and talk to the living God about the things that are on your heart. He says this, he says, number one, he says prayer. Look up and talk to God. Number two, he says supplication. That means you're able to reflect and look inside your life and reflect honestly about the things that might be causing stress in your life. And are you able to identify that? Maybe it's that you want it all. Maybe you have misplaced priorities. Maybe there are things going on that aren't right or healthy. Paul says this, look in and live in the reality. And here's what you'll find. When you look inside, you'll find a sense of unworthiness. And you'll see how big God is. And when you look in your own heart, Paul says this, that supplication creates this idea that you're not worthy, but God still loves you and deeply cares for you. And then he says this, thanksgiving. This is a really important attitude that we develop. Let me show you just for a second, Luke chapter 17, what Jesus says about this and how important this is to prayer and even connecting it to anxiety. 
Luke chapter 17, verse 10. Excuse me, verse 11 says this. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along Samaria and Galilee, and he enters a village, and he was met there by ten lepers who stood at a distance. The lepers were the unwanted ones. And lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went there, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his feast, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten of you cleaned? Where are the nine? Was not, excuse me, where are the nine? Was not one found to return and give praise to God except this one foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Jesus recognizes this one person who is healed because he returned with gratitude, with thankfulness. Here's how we cross over. You talk to God. You reflect honestly about the needs you have. But you thank God also. And then this. Tell God specifically what you need. Be specific. How can God answer prayers if you just say, help me feel better? And just use general words. Be as specific as you can. I was, uh, I was talking to somebody uh, a week or so ago who was uh, uh, in their 20s and unmarried. And I, can, I said, I can very distinctly remember being 25 and I was not married and being miserable. And I as clear as can be, after Thanksgiving, I went for a walk. It was dark. And I said, God, I'm like tired of being single. And I, I was like, I just kind of was. And I, you know what? It wasn't a week later. It wasn't two weeks later. It wasn't three months later. It wasn't six months later. It's more than a year that I met Karen. And what happens is sometimes just because God doesn't answer you on your time frame, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you, doesn't care. In fact, I... When you look back, one year of waiting to marry the right person, right? Are you serious? No problem. Easy. And what happens is so much fear, so much stress, anxiety. Is anyone going to love me? I don't know. And then so you just, you just jump into things that, that, that aren't healthy and aren't right. And peace is this. The supernatural trust in God, in his wise control of your life. And do we have that? Is that, from the inside out, is that working itself into the areas of our heart, into our mind? Turn back to Philippians. We're almost done. Philippians chapter 4. Don't be anxious about anything. That's one side. The peace of God is here for you. A supernatural peace that will guard your heart and mind. And we access this peace through prayer, through supplication, let your request be made known to God. If you're a chronic worrier, I'd like to ask you about your prayer life. If anxiety is a regular part of your, regular part of your life, let's talk about your prayer life and find the connection. 
God will give you truly what you need. It might not be exactly what you want, when you want it, but God is good and He will give you what you need. This is how the Bible solves our problems. The Bible is true. Jesus is real. He wants you to talk to Him. He cares about you. And you have to put this into action. You have to be motivated to live this out. Because the options are stress and anxiety and all of these long list of health effects of living a life of anxiety and stress. And the opportunity is to cross over. That one little key word, and, crossing over to the peace of God and it's done through prayer. It's done through little choices every day. Making small little choices every day to spend a part of your day talking to God. By looking up, by looking in, and saying, God, I need you. Being honest about your need for God. Thanking Him. And being specific about the request you have. We'll finish up with this last two words. At the end of verse 7, it says this. In Christ Jesus, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The ultimate source of peace is because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And that's our new identity in Christ Jesus. That's how we functionally live out our lives. That's how we access peace because of what Jesus Christ has done on the cross. And because of what He did on the cross, that He took the consequences, the sin that we deserved, and God put that on Jesus Christ. Because of that, we have peace with God. And God wants to give us peace. God wants us to live in His presence each day. That's our new identity. And my hope is this, and I was just thinking this week, it's early 2016. All right, It's early 2016. We don't know what God will bring this year. We don't know. right? There's already things that have happened in uh, a week and a half of 2016 that we did not expect or hope. Life is filled with all kinds of unexpected things. And He wants us to live with His peace in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we would be able to reflect and, and see the goodness of Your Word. That You want to give us Your peace this morning. Father, I know there are people here this morning that are restless, that are anxious, that are hassled and worried and fearful. Father, I pray that Your Holy Spirit would speak truth into their hearts, into their minds. That they would see Your goodness. That they would see the truth of Your Word. That we would functionally live out our lives knowing the peace is available because of what You've done. We love You. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.